Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the herd. Happy Monday, everybody. It's me, Jason McIntyre, in for vacationing. Colin Cowherd. I'm joined by Alex Curry. Very exciting day we got, Alex. A lot of news. NFL stuff happening fast and furious. You do anything awesome over the weekend? I actually had like a pretty mellow. I'm like the crazy dog house right now. We have four dogs at our house right wow. now. So yeah, just relaxed, hung out around town, watched a lot of sports, watched USA, watched Messi's debut, yes, and a lot of baseball. Talk a little soccer here yeah. and uh, some baseball as well. Fun weekend unless... You're an NFL running back. Not great. Not great, they say. Uh, I do want to start the show there. It's weird. Um, Usually we talk about quarterbacks in the offseason. You guys remember last year, of course, massive quarterback. I mean, Russell Wilson has a new home. Matt Ryan changed uh, venues. Carson Wentz to Washington. There was the Aaron Rodgers drama. Usually we talk about quarterback drama. And there is none this offseason. Other than Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and everything's kumbaya over there, there isn't one quarterback controversy in the league, and there's really nothing sexy about the rookie quarterbacks. None of them are expected to do great. So we're turning our attention to the guy who touches the football the most after the quarterback, and that's the running back. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how you spent your Saturday night, but NFL running backs got together on a Zoom call for this big to-do about their perilous position. We all know that there's a bunch of 28-year-old Talented running backs, currently unsigned. Uh, Dalvin Cook doesn't have a home. He's a talented player. Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt. None of these guys are signed. And then you've got Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs kind of holding out. Well, Austin Eckler apparently led this call. Uh, shout out to Austin Eckler, a, a man of action, not just words, man of action. And um, unfortunately, it didn't go great. Here's Nick Chubb, the best running back in the NFL of the Cleveland Browns, talking about that huge Zoom call over the weekend. Right now, it's just talk. You know, there's really nothing we can do. We're kind of, um, we're kind of handcuffed with the situation. But I mean, I feel what I took from it. Uh, McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and Saquon all had a lot of good points. But the biggest thing is that we're the only position that our production hurts us the most. You know, if we go out there and run for 2,000 yards with so many um, carries, the next year they're gonna say, you know, you're probably worn down. That's the biggest thing that I took from it. It's just, I mean, it's tough. You know, we it hurts us just to go out, to go out there and do good. It hurts us at, at the end of the day. Boy, that is extremely disappointing, but accurate. It's almost like a new car. You know, uh, I've talked about it on my old Saturday radio show. One of my favorite books of all time is called The Millionaire Next Door. And it said, never buy a a brand new car. Just never do it. Because you drive it off the lot 
and it instantly goes down in value, a depreciating asset. I only bought one new car uh, in my life, uh, and I did it when I was a young single guy trying to impress girls. Uh, newsflash, guys, the ladies aren't impressed with the new car. They don't. And if they are, probably not the girl you want. At any rate, you know, Nick Chubb is spot on. The running backs are in a tough spot. They really can't do anything. I mean, what are they going to do? Like galvanize like Voltron and say, guys, let's all hold out. Let's no running backs show up to training camp. That'll show them. Unfortunately, something like that's not going to work because there is always someone ready to come in and say, you know what? I got to put food on the table. I will gladly carry the football in Arizona or Atlanta or wherever you want. There's guys in the USFL that will gladly take the jobs. So ultimately, this comes down to the individuals. Enter Saquon Barkley in New York. We know Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Listen, they're going to be bad whether he plays or not. Saquon Barkley is the one guy who maybe kind of controls his situation. Now, I have said a lot of nice things about Saquon Barkley. I do believe he should have been paid by the New York Giants. But if you're in Barkley's camp right now, a lot of people are going to say, Saquon, Saquon, you don't want to become the next Le'Veon Bell. Remember what he did? He held out in Pittsburgh, said, I want to get paid. You're not going to pay me. Okay, I'm out. Ends up with my New York Jets. And I saw Saquon with the Jets. Didn't go well. He did not look good at all. And essentially, his career just petered out after that. He had a shot with the Chiefs. It didn't work out. But what's interesting about Saquon's case is Le'Veon Bell was in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger, a really strong offensive line, and this receiver in his prime by the name of Antonio Brown. Okay? You lose Saquon, that team's still going to be good. That's still a playoff team. Oh, sorry. If you lose Le'Veon in Pittsburgh, that's still a playoff team. You lose Saquon in New York, not the same thing. And that's where it gets interesting for Saquon Barkley. I'm going to put the schedule up here of the New York Giants early in the season. Take a look, ladies and gentlemen, okay? If you go by the opener against Dallas, you know, they're at home. I think Dallas wins that game. Giants are at home, but they're no home field advantage against the Cowboys. Give them the Arizona win. What's going to happen in those next four games? San Francisco, clearly better, will be favored. Seattle, you could call it a toss-up in New York. They got to go to Miami and Buffalo, back-to-back games. They will be underdogs. There's a real chance they open the season one and five. Is that possible? Can you see a one and five? And then what? One and five, no Saquon Barkley. Then what if you're the New York Giants? So again, it's tough for me to sit here and say, hey, Saquon, hold out. You should do it. But listen to what one of his teammates, um, Xavier McKinney, who was a safety at Alabama, he, uh, he wore the green dot on the defense last year. He calls the plays on the defense. Very integral player on the defense. Listen closely to what Xavier McKinney said about Saquon Barkley's situation. For me, you know, I've talked to him. And regardless of any decision that he makes, whether he's there, or whether he's not there, I respect it 100 percent. I'm behind him 100 percent. And I wouldn't have no, you know, no hard feelings, no, no nothing towards him. You know, whatever decision that he decides, obviously, you know, we want him to be there. But if he can't, you know, we understand that as well. And I think, you know, that's that not just for me, but that goes for a lot of guys in our locker room. So I just don't want that to be the narrative of, you know, if he decides not to come, then nobody's going to be mad. You hear that closely? A lot of guys in that locker room. I just told you he's one of the defensive leaders on the team. So I'll give Colin some credit. He's been early on this, but. We are shaping up to have a fractured locker room in New York. And I know Saquon's talking the talk about maybe I sit out the opener against Dallas. Saquon, maybe you push it further. And again, it's easy for me to sit up here and say, Saquon, don't take paychecks for the first uh, seven weeks of the season or whatever it is. But, you know, if you want to be a principled guy and you want to say, you know what, you guys shafted me. I think a lot of players in that New York locker room, based on what Xavier McKinney just said, would understand. And I will remind everybody this. Daniel Jones has been in the league four seasons. His first two seasons, he was a turnover machine, led the NFL in turnovers, interceptions, and fumbles. They've slowly ticked down every season. Last year, he threw a whopping 15 touchdown passes and had the fewest turnovers of his career. I think we attribute a lot of that to Brian Dable. Why is that? Brian Dable said, bro, hey, be a game manager. We're not forcing anything. We got Saquon Barkley. He had 1,600 yards from scrimmage. Again, it's... Easy for me to say up here, hey, Saquon, do this. But I'm just, I'm just telling you guys right now, the most important guys in that New York Giants team, number one, Brian Dable, the head coach. He's an offensive genius. Number two is Saquon Barkley. 
Daniel Jones would be number three. I'm, I firmly believe if Saquon sits out, they open one and five, New York will have a new outlook on what it thinks will be happening this season with Saquon Barkley. I want to quickly pivot to Mr. Lionel Messi. I don't know how you guys spent your Friday night, but I was watching the Women's World Cup and then Messi comes on around the 50th minute on a different channel and I'm toggling between the games. Oh boy. So you guys know I'm a big soccer guy. I own part of a team in the top league in Mexico and I follow soccer closely. I call my kids over to make sure they watch the Women's World Cup as well as Messi. And this game, Messi's game is 1-1. We're late in the game. I'm like, guys, this is feeling like one of those moments. Like, Messi comes to the league. He goes to the worst team in MLS. The Inter-Miami is a total disaster. And um, this is shaping up as one of those moments, guys, where, like, I'm telling my kids, like, when I was a kid, I would go in the basement with, uh, you know, we had the little Nerf hoop on the door, and I would count down the clock. Five seconds left, fake dribbling between my legs. McIntyre, fade away, three, and it would miss or clang off the rim. And then I get the ball again, I do it again. Four seconds, three, the bank, and maybe it goes in and I'm celebrating. I'm the hero. The victory is mine. I know you guys have gone in the backyard, right? Uh, you, you know, my brother didn't want to play wiffle ball with me or whatever, so I would just toss the wiffle ball up take the bat and try to hit home runs and be like Joe Carter hitting an unbelievable home run, memorable in the World Series, the Kirk Gibson walk-off. Who can, who can forget that? And, and you, we, we want to be the hero. If you've ever played sports, man, it is a great feeling. Uh, the opposite feeling would be, I'll never forget my club soccer career when I was a young guy ended. We were in this uh, state tournament. This is in Virginia, and we went to penalty kicks. I was nervous as hell. And I could see, like, we had some good young players coming up. And I, this was probably going to be my last year. I was a late bloomer. Uh, I was getting knocked off the ball. It was frustrating, and I missed my PK. And, and the dejection, I, it was real. But the opposite is also true. And um, what Messi did on this free kick in, I believe, the 93rd minute to win the game was one of those sports moments that we live for. If you like sports, you've ever played sports, this is the stuff dreams are made of. Here's the Messi moment. Here it is. Messi! Could it have been any other way? Magnificent! That happens, and I am, I'm sure Alex was freaking out too, but I know at my house, I was freaking out. Like, just bedlam, and the kids are just like, this, this is really happening. I mean, just think about it, okay? The guy turns down over a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia to decide, you know, I'm going to go to the worst team in the MLS because I want to live near in South Beach. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll make something happen. Now, listen, Messi's had a billion great moments in his career. This is probably not even a top 10 moment for Messi. The guy just won the World Cup with Argentina, okay? He arguably is the greatest soccer player ever. I would say he is. Uh, I know a lot of people want to go Pele, Maradona. I get that. Um, at my gym, um, I would go, there was like a food stand, and I would go to get like a smoothie drink. And the guy who was working there for years was an Argentinian. And I would always be like, oh, Messi's the man. He's like, no way. Maradona won a World Cup. Messi's never won a World Cup. So, of course, you know, I, as soon as Messi wins a World Cup, I go in there. I'm like, Messi, he's the greatest now. And the guy starts laughing. And... Messi's done a lot of great things. For me, this moment right here, it was less about the MLS and, and the exact moment. It was a Liga's Cup game, which I don't want to get into, but like it was, a, it was a big win for Miami and the fans. But you guys know who else was there, right? You saw LeBron, uh, Kim Kardashian, not as important, but you know the camera loves her. Um, and LeBron hugged Messi. I saw they gave each other a shout-out on social media. And one of our smart producers today was like, you know what? Messi's kind of starting something in Miami the way LeBron had his little heatles. Hey, guys, come down to Miami. We're not going to win not one, not two. And now, all of a sudden, Messi's bringing some pretty renowned international players to come play for Inter-Miami. Maybe there's something cooking there. And it's fun, but I don't know about you, Alex. I absolutely love that moment. That's everything sports are about, at least to me. And again, this isn't a highlight of Messi's career, right? This is way down the list. He's done some amazing things. But... As a sports fan watching that, I just, I love every moment of it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, I know the NBA is on hiatus. We're just waiting for Dame and James Harden to figure things out. 
Uh, James Harden notably not at one of his teammates' weddings over the weekend. We'll, we may touch on that later. Um, but my guy, Steph Curry, you guys know I'm a huge Curry fan. I've told the story a ton. Um, just a, a great ambassador for the NBA. So he's doing a little media tour. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him here on the show. Unlikely. Um, about his new Apple show. I forget the name of it, but apparently it's it's pretty good. I watched about half of it. I haven't finished it. And um, he's doing a media tour. And Steph Curry was asked, because this is how you you know generate interest. Uh, Steph, name your all-time starting five. And... I don't know if Steph Curry gave this much thought. Maybe I'm being too sinister here. Um, But Steph Curry left one big name out of his starting top five. Okay? Steph had Magic Johnson, understandable, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant at the three, I guess, Tim Duncan, and Shaq. Now, almost all of those guys played in the same era. There was a little crossover uh, with Tim Duncan I think uh, in the early 2000s, Shaq went a little longer. Uh, Kobe went a little longer. And it's, it's, it's a fine starting five. But you know what the big picture takeaway is on social media. Whoa, whoa, uh, he left LeBron off the list. J-Mac, he's got LeBron number, number one all time. A lot of other guys got LeBron number two all time. LeBron's even on the starting five. Curry's taking a shot at LeBron. And then you give it a little more thought. You know, that's the surface level stuff that basic jabronis will give you on the internet. So think about it a little deeper. Curry left himself off the list. I think a lot of people would put him on there. I'll get my top five in a sec, or my starting five in a second. But what if Curry views himself on LeBron's level? Like more of a peer than a, I'm looking up to LeBron. What if Curry says, you know what? We've kind of dominated the league for the last, I don't know, 10 years? You could argue, there's a capable argument to be made that what Curry and LeBron have had over about a decade span was pretty much what Bird and Magic had in the 80s. There's a real argument for that. I mean, Curry and LeBron have dominated the NBA. Interestingly, they have the same number of titles. Uh, Interestingly, Curry is 3-1 and against LeBron in the finals, now 3-2 and overall because the Warriors lost to the Lakers in this postseason. But it's entirely possible, ladies and gentlemen, that Steph Curry views himself as an equal to LeBron. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You could make a legitimate argument that Steph Curry was the more impactful player in terms of changing the game during his career than LeBron. I mean, you could argue Curry changed the game more than a lot of the guys on his starting five. Like, I know LeBron was ushering in the super teams, but I've argued this on the show. And again, I know I keep using the word argue. Folks, when I was a young guy, I wanted to be a lawyer. You know, I I really thought I was going to be a lawyer. I could argue anything. I'm seeing a lot of that in my kid. A little frustrating to deal with it now, but uh, I I digress. Um, And you could really look at Curry's career and say, yeah, he he changed the game more than LeBron. And Curry has beaten LeBron head-to-head in the finals. But Jay, he had Kevin Durant for two of those. Okay, okay, fine. He beat him in 2015. Lost to him in 2016. Then LeBron, him and Curry have like a, I don't want to say frenemy situation developing. Because LeBron has gushed about Curry and Curry's gushed about LeBron. But I do wonder if Curry said, I'm closer to LeBron than the masses think. I know it's tough to think of because LeBron is 6'9 or 6'8 or 6'9 and like 250. He's like a tank. And Steph Curry's this wispy below the rim 6'3 guy. But on my all-time starting five, I have both Curry and LeBron. Now, I love Magic Johnson, but he doesn't make my list for my modern starting five. Curry for shooting, MJ, an incredible two-way player. I have LeBron, who's a facilitator. I have Larry Bird. Again, this is my modern starting five. Larry Bird will step out and hit the three and then get you 10 assists in a heartbeat. And then I have Wilt, a bit of a surprise, seeing that, um, you know, Wilt's career ended well before I was even born. But when everything you look at for Wilt, I would love to see Wilt go head-to-head with Shaq. This is a guy who is... Uh, from his time, just utterly dominant in every facet. And I get my just one big, and you could theoretically play with four out, although LeBron's not a great shooter. But that starting five is impenetrable. There is no holes in it whatsoever. I, I, I know you could make a credible argument that Tim Duncan somewhere belongs on this list. I like Duncan a lot. Um, I, I like Larry Bird for the modern game, the shooting. My, my starting five shooting would be incredible. But I think it's worth monitoring the Curry 
LeBron, whatever it is that's going on there. Because these are two seminal players in the league over the last, you know, 13, 15 years. LeBron a little bit longer. And I just wonder, ultimately, if they view themselves on the same level. I know LeBron thinks he's way up here. But just, it's worth keeping an eye on. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. I got into this weird place where I'm looking at the New England Patriots and how they built their dynasty, and there were really only two constants, right? Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You could say Gronk was a significant part of that, and we'll get to him shortly. But the way they built it was kind of fascinating. They would constantly evolve. One year, uh, who was the big uh, running back? LeGarrette Blunt is rushing for 18 touchdowns. And then another year, they have, I think it was it, Corey Dillon had a monster uh, running back season. And then they were like, no, 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 we're going to pivot to running backs who can catch passes. And here's Shane Vereen out of the backfield. And then it's James White constantly evolving. And then you look at the wide receivers and like Deion Branch wins, I think, a Super Bowl MVP. And you got Wes Welker. And then, okay, he's done now. Let's put in uh, Danny Amendola. And here comes Julian Edelman. And it's constantly evolving. And oh, now we're going to go to two tight end sets. We're going to go Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. And then now we're going to go, oh, we're going to bring in Randy Moss. And they're constantly changing, but there were only two constants. Andy Reid and Tom Brady. I'm sorry, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, which brings me to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and what's happening in Kansas City. And I don't know if you guys are big fantasy football players or gamblers. I do both. So I've got to be up to speed on all these injuries. And a guy that everybody in KC likes is Kadarius Toney. The kid had a lot of juice at Florida, 
major bounce on the outside. You get him the ball in space, he'll embarrass people. He is a super talented player. So he injures his knee. Now, injuries have been a bugaboo for him since he got to the league. Giants took him in the first round. Kadarius Tony was supposed to be special, kept getting hurt. When he did play in limited fashion, he pops on the screen. He had a nice couple moments in the Super Bowl. But Kadarius Tony hurt his knee this week, and I'm like, oh, geez, what are the Chiefs going to do at wide receiver? And you start looking at the wide receiver room, and I had to, I had to look. I'm like, whoa, Sky Moore? MVS, who they got for the Packers? Eh, Rasheed Rice? And I start, you know, thinking about, wait, Rasheed Rice? Where do, oh, that's right, the scouts love that guy. And you look at that wide receiver room, and you're like, wait a minute, the Chiefs are, are going back to the Super Bowl with, with Sky Moore? And MVS and Rasheed, what's happening here? And I start then looking historically at the Chiefs' wide receivers. And it's like, oh, okay, last year, Juju Smith-Schuster had 78 receptions. He's gone. Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield had nine touchdowns. Whoa. They, they really mixed it up. By, the year before that, Byron Pringle. Remember him? I don't either. Five touchdowns. year before that, Tyreek Hill popped for a few years, obviously. Nicole Hardman, four touchdowns. Demarcus Robinson, are you sensing a theme, ladies and gentlemen? Chris Conley in 2018 had five touchdowns. Chris Conley. I don't remember going anywhere else doing anything. And then you look at 2019. Sammy Watkins. Remember him? The Kansas City Chiefs are doing exactly what the Patriots did. We got our constants, the head coach and the quarterback. After that, everyone else is just filler and we're rotating. Yes, Travis Kelsey has been a constant kind of like Rob Gronkowski was, a constant for Brady. But what's super interesting to me is wide receiver injury to Kadarius Tony. that's that's not really a big deal. Like, it stinks for Tony, obviously, and it stinks to lose a player. But the way the Kansas City Chiefs system is set up, they're going to be fine. And the longer they can do this, whether it's Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Chris Conley, plug and play, And this system, to me, is super dangerous for the league because they have kind of sort of hacked the NFL. I I had thought, I think I I hosted the show earlier this spring, and I thought, and it's not like a newfound concept, but to hack the NFL, you need your quarterback on a rookie deal, and then you spend, spend, spend instantly. Chicago Bears are doing it this year. We've seen uh, other teams around the league. Rookie deal, Tua Tungavailoa in Miami. Let's load up. Let's go get Jalen Ramsey. Let's go get Tyreek Hill. Spend, spend, spend when the quarterback's on the rookie deal. Then after that, you kind of got to hope that the quarterback can stay healthy and everyone else kind of gets underpaid. But Kansas City is doing the New England model, and it's a little scary because, and I I had to look this up, in 19 years, the Patriots won 12 or more games 13 times. That is staggering success. The NFL is built for parity. They want everybody kind of good. Everybody at the start of training camp here in the next week your team's got a shot at the playoffs. Super Bowl bubbles. By the way, the, the staff here doesn't love a Super Bowl bubble. So we're going to do uh, AFC tiers coming up shortly. But you look at the tiers and it's like, wow. There's a couple heavyweights. Then you've got like a robust middle class and then a couple of bottom feeders. Legitimately, at least 24 teams in this league go into this season thinking we've got a shot at the playoffs. And you can look at the win totals and see the league is built for parity. The Patriots solve that. And it's a little bit interesting that the Kansas City Chiefs are on that track where they're going to say, hey, Jarek McKinnon, we got him. Yep, nine touchdowns this year. It's tough for fantasy. As I I mentioned earlier, like I play fantasy, probably going to do four leagues. I did win one last year, uh, a couple bucks, which was nice. It was nice. But you've got to follow all this stuff very intently. And then the closer you look, like nobody else in the league is built like this. Um, I know the Cincinnati Bengals are good. Coach is not on the Reed Belichick level. Sorry, uh, Zach Taylor. Joe Burrow, very, very good. But they're paying Jamar Chase a lot. Uh, T. Higgins is going to get paid. Like, you can't really, in this model, keep multiple stars. Chiefs had to lose Tyreek Hill. And they lost nothing on the field when when Tyreek Hill goes to the Miami Dolphins. And if Miami you know, can thrive with Hill for another year, great. But then they got to pay Tua, and we'll see what happens there. But the other thing that Kansas City has done extremely well is nail the draft the last few years. I started looking at the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Folks, it's long been a problem. 
It just hasn't been great. It's Chris Jones, who, by the way, didn't show up to camp. Andy Reid was surprised. Um, It'll be fine. Um, But the Kansas City Chiefs secondary, uh, promising. Defensive line, they've drafted there. We'll see. Linebacker's good. Listen, I know you don't like dynasties. I've been hyping the Golden State Warriors, greatest dynasty ever. I love the super teams in the NBA. I don't know if football fans will love this dynasty for the Chiefs that's coming. Like, nothing is going to stop this train short of Andy Reid retiring or Patrick Mahomes deciding, you know, I'm retiring early or some, you know, injury. But this Kansas City team right now is built because they have the new model. Get your superstar coach. And remember, Reed was not a superstar before he came to KC. Philadelphia got rid of him. He was on the market for like seven minutes, but nevertheless, Reed and Mahomes, Belichick, Brady. I tried to look around the league to find the next duo of that, and it's like Stafford's up there in age, doesn't really match McVay's timeline, and you start looking around, and there really aren't a lot of them. Kansas City is now set up to really do some damage. I know everybody loves the Chargers. Colin's favorite team every year, Chargers, Chargers. We don't even know if their head coach is going to be here next year. And you start looking around and you're like, damn, Reed and Mahomes really are going to dominate. And then you start to wonder, can this be duplicated? And then the the answer is kind of sort of like, not really. There are not a lot of Belichicks out there, but I will point out Belichick too. Um, He had a nice little run in Cleveland short-lived before he had to resurface in New England. So it's not like he was automatic superstar right out of the gate, Bill Belichick. Like he was always a good coach, but... Now he's the greatest of all time. And you start to wonder, like, man, there, there really isn't this happening anywhere. Kyle Shanahan's got his own little thing going on in San Francisco where he thinks maybe he can rotate the quarterback every few years. We'll see how that works out. Garoppolo went extremely well. They got to a Super Bowl, another AFC title game. Sorry, NFC title game. That one they lost, of course. But I just I don't think this is really going to be able to be done by many other teams because – You really don't have a Patrick Mahomes caliber quarterback anywhere else. Now, Brady, of course, did take less money over the long haul in New England. He was able to do that because his wife was a supermodel who I think the net worth was like in the neighborhood of $500 million. So he could take less so everybody else got paid. The one big difference between this Chiefs budding dynasty and what the Patriots built is Belichick was a defensive guy. And I really do wonder if he's going to be able to pivot now at this late stage in his career, the way he has pivoted for the last two decades, going from uh, whether it's superstar receiver to tight ends, heavy on the running backs, heavy on the slot receivers, he's constantly evolved. I don't know at this stage if Belichick has anything left to evolve into. I, I know we've put him on the hot seat, Boston media and this show. I just yeah, kind of sort of wonder Is this the swan song for Belichick? And now Andy Reid and Mahomes take over. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Coming on the show for like seven years, you get a few things wrong and a lot of things right or vice versa. And so we're going we're gonna to dust it off where Jason was right, where Jason was wrong. Here we go. Where J-Mac was right. <laughs> Let's go with Jamal Murray. Woo! My guy, Jamal Murray. Besides hanging out with Cowherd at UFC fights in Vegas, Jamal Murray was unbelievable in the playoffs. I hyped this guy. I said he was going to be incredible. In the postseason, 26-7-5, shot 39% on threes, just looked the part of a superstar, the perfect Robin to Jokic's Batman. Denver wins the title. And man, I was all over this Jamal Murray love. We got to get him on the show. Big fan of Jamal Murray. Where J-Mac was wrong. Let's go with the Mormon Mahomes, Zach Wilson. Uh, <laughs> listen, since he came into the league, I've been hyping this guy. Zach Wilson's our guy. He's the new franchise. Look at him. He could fling it. And it's just been one disaster after another. I, I, <laughs> I have a soft spot for the Jets, okay? This is a guy I used to like Christian Hackenberg back in the day, okay? I mean, that was, that was maybe a worse call than Zach Wilson. But coming on here and calling him the Mormon Mahomes, minor mistake through 28, uh, two seasons, 22 games. He has 15 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, and a lot of futility. It was a whiff by your boy. Where J-Mac was right. Let's go with last season in the NFL. Man, very profitable if you followed us on the Giants and the Eagles. Said they would both make the playoffs. Really liked the Giants. Convinced Colin to, he had the Giants, I think, in the basement. I was like, look at the schedule, bro. It's very favorable. And then, of course, the Eagles. Um, I didn't have them going to the Super Bowl, but I did say they wouldn't be one of the best teams in the NFC. They were incredible with Jalen Hurts, who was Basically, an MVP candidate should have won the award. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. And uh, that was a nice uh, feather in my cap. Where J-Mac was wrong. Oh, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, do you guys remember in the uh, preseason, I said, oh, if the Seahawks are above 500, I'll shave a logo in the side of my head. You could see on the screen what happened. Not good. Not good. It was bad. I mean, the logo looked great. Uh, and I got destroyed on the internet for it. But... Uh, yeah, there it is, Alex. I'm sure you remember that day. Very, very fine moment in it was haircut glorious. history. Yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> Where J-Mac was right. The Los Angeles Rams, after winning the Super Bowl, I was hosting the Herd. It was a radio-only day, and I remember driving into the studio, talking with Ryan, our producer, and I was like, I got a hot take, guys. I, th there's a world where the Rams missed the playoffs and they're not, not good. There was silence on the other end of the phone and Ryan's like, oh, come on, you can't do that. And I was like, listen, and I laid out the case and the Rams, listen, I know the injuries in the offensive line, it went south, but that was probably my best spot on call uh, last season. Where J-Mac was wrong. Oh, the Dallas Mavericks and my soft spot for Luka Doncic. That went very, very badly. I don't even like Kyrie Irving, but I tried to tell myself, oh, after they got Kyrie, they'll go to the finals. They missed the playoffs. The stats are on the screen. It's bleak. It was horrible. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. It was bad. Where J-Mac was right. Uh, let's go with DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans, huh? You guys know the headline segment. I mean, I, I did call this. We predicted Hopkins to the Titans. I, I don't Listen, I don't think it's a massive home run for them, but I did call it correctly, right? So that counts as a win. Where J-Mac was wrong. Uh, Russell Wilson, damn it. So I go to Vegas every summer and sign up for a gambling contest and I make my uh, season-long bets and I bet a bunch of week one games. 
my second biggest week one bet. Ah, oh, come on. Russell Wilson and the Broncos are going to kill Seattle. What a whiff that was. It hurt watching Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Will. It was all a disaster. The season was a train wreck. Big, big whiff for your boy. Where J-Mac was wrong. All right. Uh, we will end up with another wrong. Jeez, thanks, guys. Um, so U.S. soccer, six and a half was a spread for USA and Vietnam. USA won 13 nothing last year against their bad opponent. I'm like, oh, U.S. will roll. Shots on goal, USA Vietnam, 23 to nothing. And they end up with just three goals. And they do not come close to sniffing the six and a half win total. Good celebrations. Uh, thanks for the missed penalty kick, Alex Morgan. Um, it was just unbelievable how they could not find the back of the net. Kudos to the Vietnam goalie who was tremendous. Uh, USA let me down. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Going to dive into the AFC, kind of a playoff outlook, not a rankings. It's a tiers system. Some people are fond of the bubble. I I think tiers works better because visually you guys are going to like what the staff here did. So I've broken the A. Tomorrow we'll do NFC. Today we're going to do the AFC. We're going to go... Four tiers starting at the bottom. And what you're going to see is, unlike this country right now, we lack a middle class. The middle class of the AFC is stacked. Let's start at the bottom. These are the worst teams in the AFC. No particular order, but we've got Raiders, Patriots, Titans, Colts, and Texans. They're in the bottom tier. They're the bottom feeders. They'll probably be fringe contenders for the USC quarterback. I think if anybody's a legit contender, it's the Raiders. I just looked up their win total. Look at the win totals down here. Six and a half for the Raiders, six and a half for the Colts, six and a half for Houston. Another theme here is young quarterbacks. Colts are starting a rookie quarterback if Richardson wins a job. Could be Gardner Minshew, who is uh, Steichen's guy from Philly. Houston is starting C.J. Stroud. The Raiders have Jimmy Garoppolo. By the way, fun note on Garoppolo. Sure look good in Kyle Shanahan's system. How's he going to look in Josh McDaniels' system? And I know they were together in New England. Very curious. Garoppolo coming off the uh, the foot injury. Poor offensive line. Had a great offensive line. There is a world where these Raiders are like four wins. New England's here. Their win total seven and a half. Uh, I'm, yeah, win total for New England seven and a half. I, I just I don't like what they've got. Don't like their skill position, guys. I know the defense had great numbers last year. I think it was a little overinflated facing a lot of bad quarterbacks. But that's the bottom tier for me in the AFC. Now you go up to tier three, and now you're starting to cook a little bit. Now you've got a bunch of playoff teams. But this is the tough category because a lot of these guys are in the playoff mix, but they're in my third tier. Let's start with the Steelers. You know I'm bullish on them. I'm. I, can I be driving the Kenny Pickett bandwagon? I mean, I've been pushing the Steelers. It's funny, I'll say this. When the Herd social media staff, led by the Great West, puts out some video where I'm talking about NFL teams and it's positive, I get all these new followers and they're like all, all these fan groups and the Steelers are one of them. I got buddies texting me who I haven't talked to in years. Dude, I love that you love the Steelers this year. Kenny Pickett for life. And I'm like, settle down, it's July. I like the Steelers. I really do th- believe they're a team to watch. Uh, Watt and Highsmith, like I like the Steelers. Ravens are probably the only team in here that should be kicked up. Win total of 10 and a half, that's the highest of anybody in this group. A lot of newness though. New wide receivers, new OC, new contract for Lamar. Defense is going to drop down a little bit. Justin Tucker, the kicker's still back. The head coach is very good. Just a lot of questions on defense. I've got the Dolphins here. Cowherd is much higher on Miami. I just, I got to see it with Tua. Like their range of outcomes. Miami could be a seven-win team if Tua's hurt. He's healthy all season long. Well, why can't they win 12 games? The schedule is very challenging. Uh, I got the Chargers in here. Herbert, another new OC in Kellen Moore. Jacksonville Jaguars are, are very interesting, folks. Nine and a half is their win total. The division, you see three of their teams are in tier four. But I just want to remind people, Their left tackle's been suspended for the first four games. They lost their right tackle in free agency. And this is a team that started last season three and seven before luck boxing into the playoffs thanks to having to face Josh Dobbs, who who I think was like giving out Halloween candy a few months prior and then had to start week 18 uh, for the Tennessee Titans. And the Jags were trailing in that game before they came back and won. So a lot of luck involved late. 
Remember that Dallas game? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? The comeback, Dak Prescott throwing picks, like a lot of luck involved to get to the playoffs last year. So Jacksonville, don't automatically think they're leaping up. Denver Broncos, they just got great news. I was just seeing this this morning. Javante Williams, their talented running back who was awesome last year as a rookie, he had a gruesome injury. They were worried he wouldn't be able to start the season. It looks like he's going to be ready to go for week one. That's big for Peyton and Russ. I like Denver. I just, again, I, I can't make a case for them in tier one or team tier two. And then Cleveland is the team that's a bit confounding. Uh, nine and a half is their Vegas win total. So Vegas sees something that I don't. They feel a little Ramsey from the year the Rams won the Super Bowl when the Rams were very top-heavy and they had no injuries. Great offensive line, quarterback, skill position guys. If you look at the Rams, uh, sorry, the Browns depth chart, not a lot of depth. They just have top-end talent that's good. But if they suffer any injuries, there's like not a lot of room uh, where they'll be good. So that's tier three. Let's kick it up to tier two. Wouldn't you know it, the New York football Jets. Folks, you guys can mock me all you want for being a homer. I'm just saying, have you seen the throws Aaron Rodgers has been delivering at camp? Have you seen Garrett Wilson? Go up and get it in the end. I mean, it looks so good. There is so much excitement around this New York Jets team. Remember, uh, there's reporters covering this team who are like, I've covered this team for eight years. They've never had competent quarterback play. They've got it now with Aaron Rodgers. As long as things go okay early. I, I, people are saying two and four. Some are saying three and three. I think they're starting four and two, and I'm insufferable. More, more insufferable than usual in September. I, I really think the Jets are right there. Buffalo Bills, I have them here. I've been wishy-washy on Buffalo. It, they're a tough read for me. I, I'm not a huge fan of their head coach, uh, McDermott. Uh, I know Mr. Dawkins came here on the set and tried to make a bet with me a few weeks ago. It's not an official bet. It's not official, people, just so you know. Uh, that season opener between the Jets and the Bills, I've got the Jets in that one, obviously. And finally... Let's go up to our top tier in the AFC. This should surprise absolutely nobody, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. The class of the, uh, of the AFC, and folks, they're the class pretty much of the league right now. The Bengals, nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw January Joe Burrow coming, going from Ohio State to LSU, setting every record possible in college football, then coming to the NFL, people are comparing him to Montana. We're like, come on, can we slow down? He had one great season in college. Joe Burrow has been unbelievable in the NFL. Looks the part uh, as a leader. Everything he says just sounds like a great leader. The defense is very good. A most underrated defensive coordinator in the league. The offense is stacked. Like, I mean, come on. I watched enough Andy Dalton over the years. I didn't think this was even possible. For, for my for most of my lifetime as a Jets fan, the Bengals were like a laughing stock. And, and, and now they're set to be one of the great teams in the league for a while here. Um, I think it's it's a decent bet to put on put money on Burrow to win the MVP. I mean, I'm betting it when I get to Vegas here in a couple of weeks. It's like it's KC and Cincinnati. There should be no debate. Now, Alex, do you see anything on that list that I might have messed up other than obviously the Jets being in Tier 2? <laughs> And I can understand. I'm not surprised. I I saw that. I was like, of course he would. I would possibly move the Dolphins from tier three to tier two. Okay. They've got a decent amount of offensive weapons. Yeah. um, Which I think a lot's going to ride on Tua and if he can stay healthy and if we have another, he doesn't have another crazy head injury this season. But I, I think they have a lot of potential and could be a sneaky team, which isn't really sneaky when you have as big as names as they do on their roster. And just for people who think I'm being super homerish, which is like, you you know, 93% of the audience, Uh, um, the the Bengals and Chiefs stand out in Vegas. 11 and a half is their win total. Nobody else in the AFC is that high. They are a cut above the Bills. They have surpassed Buffalo, that being Cincinnati, of course. So I'm sorry, Bills fans, that you're not higher. Um, The homer in me has the Jets high. Um, (sighs) I, I'm already seeing my phone. I'm trying not to look at it, but my friends are like, Ravens need to be up one. Um, <laughs> so sorry, but that's my AFC tiers. We'll do NFC tomorrow. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Back here on The Herd. Join now 
by a special guest. One of the real good guys here at Fox. I mean, they're all good, but I've known TJ Hushmanzada for a few years. He trains NFL prospects in the offseason. He's got a radio show uh, up on game with LeVar Arrington and Plaxico Burris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Looking kind of dapper. Trying to be like y'all. Yeah, right. Uh, I follow TJ on Instagram, and I know. So you coached your son in uh, basketball this weekend. Always fun. Coaching your kids in sports is exciting. That's fun. Reluctantly, that it was. Yeah. That was last minute. Yeah. First and last. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't want to go too negative on the outset, but man, this this Naeem Hines story uh, with the Buffalo Bills is awful. Um, Sucks. He out for the season, jet skiing accident. He wasn't even driving. Um, I don't know. You, you, we've talked a lot about the running backs and and what's going to happen. Is this a feeding frenzy where all of a sudden agents are like, hey, hey, Dalvin Cook, let's get him over there. Like, do you do you think somebody instantly fills in for Naeem Hines? In Not Buffalo? Dalvin Cook. No. And you know why, right? Yeah, he's going to get paid somewhere No, else. why would Dalvin Cook go to Buffalo oh, his when his brother has, <laughs> yes. a posi- has an opportunity to step into a starting position? Yeah. And so I don't think Dalvin Cook would even think about going to Buffalo with his little brother being yeah. there. And obviously, the money is going to play a factor in it, but he he's not going to step on his brother's toes that way. I, I at least I wouldn't. Kareem Hunt, maybe. Very possible. Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Um. There's guys out there that if Buffalo if Buffalo really wants to run the ball and change the way they play offense, you go get one of those. Kareem Hunt has a lot of tread on his tires yeah. because he shared time, and he can catch the ball the way they want to play football in Buffalo. I mean, you just don't know what they're going to do with Ken Dorsey, the OC, and Stephon Diggs complaining about not getting uh, looks, even though he's getting more looks than everybody else. You just don't know which course they want to take. Um, I want to go to a wide receiver situation. So Justin Jefferson was asked to name his top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, you're already laughing. Um, he didn't list Kirk Cousins. I thought it was out of bounds. Cowherd is like, he's, Kirk Cousins is not top five. I'm like, it doesn't matter. TJ, Man, when Cow- you were on the Bengals... <laughs> Catching passes, and and a reporter said, give me your top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Is your Bengals quarterback in that list? Well, he's on the list because he would have been top five, Carson, for sure. Right. But what I don't understand what Jets was thinking. Like, you got to name your quarterback in the top five, even if you don't. That's just like going out with a bunch of friends and they're like, hey, who you? who's the best-looking woman here? And you don't name your wife. <laughs> like, what? Like, you have to name your quarterback in that top five. Kirk Cousins is going to say, oh, it doesn't matter. But deep down, he's probably like, damn, like, really? You, yeah. you have to throw him in there. It doesn't matter. You put him one. You know he's not one. But you have to put him in there just because he's the guy that's throwing you yeah. the ball. Um, have you watched any of the quarterback documentaries? It's funny, man. I watched a couple episodes, and I was we were just talking about this the other day. I just started watching the other day. I really like Kirk Cousins yeah, now because that's what of everybody's this. Take I like Kirk Cousins because of the show, and I didn't dislike him. I just didn't know him, and I still don't know him. But it makes me feel like I do from watching. It's like Kirk Cousins is really a down to earth, chill type of dude. This show makes me. Like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's like, his stock seems like it's up across the board. Now, what's interesting is, you know, Kirk Cousins may be leaving Minnesota after this season. Um, you think there's a big market for him? I mean, it's a tough, tough time to, like, not have a quarterback, but they got a good class coming in with Caleb Williams and company, uh, uh, co- college kids. You can have a good class coming in. If you're not picking in the top five, does it matter that the yeah. class is good? Minnesota's not going to have that type of record to where the quarterbacks coming in matter to them. Kirk Cousins, will he have a big market? It'll be big enough. He's a starting quarterback in the National Football League. He's a top-half starting quarterback in the National Football League. And so he'll have people that want him. Now, the amount of money that quarterbacks are getting, I'm not paying Kirk Cousins $50 million a year. I'm not doing that. But would I want him as my starter? Um, if I don't have a top-tier quarterback as my starter, absolutely I would want him. So, so you like Kirk, but you don't love him. Would you say, you know – Top five quarterbacks in the league. Is he on the fringe? Is he no, in there? No. Not even fringe. No, 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 10? no. Probably 14 to 17. Whoa, jeez. 14 to 17? Man, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins? Oh, come on now. I'm okay. taking Kirk Cousins. Right. Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? I'm taking Dak. Is that close, though? It is somewhat close. It is. Tua or Kirk Cousins? I'm taking Tua. So you don't like Kirk Cousins that much. You I just like, like him I, on the Netflix I'm a, show. I was a fan of – I've always thought Tua was a good quarterback. 
I said this last year prior mm. to the season. He would play well, and he was playing very well until the injuries. I, I like Toy. He's accurate. Every quarterback needs weapons. When a quarterback doesn't have weapons, oh, you got to get him an offensive line. You got to get him a run game. You got to give him a receiver. And then when you get that, you forget that he needed all of that. Now it's all the quarterback. This football's the ultimate team game. It's 11 on 11. You need everybody doing their job. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'm taking two over Kurt because I like his accuracy. He's played in big games. He's got to stay healthy. Now, I mentioned that you work out with NFL prospects uh, leading up to the draft, and I will never forget, I think it was a COVID year, that you were working out with some guys, and Zach Wilson happened to be there ahead of the draft, and you raved about his athletic ability, which we've seen flashes of. Um, Didn't quite work out at quarterback. Are you surprised at all or not really? You're never really surprised with the quarterbacks because you just don't know – what they're thinking, and when you have failure, some guys can deal with failure and let it go, but let that drive them. And other guys, they just can't. Mm. And so you just, you never know. But he played at BYU. He hadn't played that level of competition, and then you're the unquestioned starter. I don't think you should do that. Make him earn it. And he's really not going to earn it, but you say he's going to earn it. You're going to give it to him, Mm. but make him feel like he has to earn it. But on the bright side, if he is the player that he wants to be, you're going to be behind one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. You better learn. You better learn. Because all these quarterbacks are coming up, they mimic Aaron Rodgers. Everybody that throws the ball now, they mimic Aaron Rodgers. Nobody talks about They mimic him. And and so, learn. Um, You know, Rodgers – didn't have a great year last year uh, following the two MVPs. And a lot of people are saying, hey, Russell Wilson went to Denver. This learning curve is steep. What's your best guess at how Rodgers does in New York? He's got a questionable offensive line, but good receivers. Uh, he knows the OC, although I don't know about Hackett. Uh, what's your best guess on Rodgers? I think he'll have a tremendous year. I believe he'll have a really, really good year. Um, Garrett Wilson's going to have a great year. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. He's an office coordinator as well. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to guys that played with the Packers last year. Like, literally, they'd be like, they'd call a play, and Aaron Rodgers would be like, okay, I want you to run this. I want you to run this. I want you to run this. This is what we're going to do. Like, in a huddle. Like, this is the play call, but I want you to do this, 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 and this. And is that because of the defense, or he just didn't like the play call? He or? just didn't like the play call. Huh. And so, Hackett knows this. Hackett knows how Aaron is. So, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. But I... I believe the Jets will win 11, 12 games. Really? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's that good. And the Jets were a fringe playoff team without him. Seven and three, I think. All their best players are young. All their best players. Man, this is – if you watch him do interviews, he just rejuvenated. He has an energy about him that we hadn't seen in a while. I expect the Jets to roll. Wow. Who do you got winning that division? Bills, Jets, Dolphins? I won't even mention the Patriots. That – that's tough, but if I, I I don't know who would win it. You got to see the injuries throughout training camp. But for me, it's going to be the Dolphins or the Jets for sure. I don't think Buffalo will win the division. I think they they've been so good for a while, and they just haven't gotten over the hump. And now you had this Stephon Diggs situation with Josh Allen. They're going to try to force him the ball, and when you try to force him the ball, bad things can happen. Because if he's not getting the ball, he's going to act a fool. He's huh. showing you that. Do you know Diggs at all? I do not. But I interesting. I had when not, we don't get the angle, ball, we don't like that. Like I played with Chad. Chad was one of the hardest working players ever. If Chad didn't get the ball in practice, <laughs> it was a problem. Practice. How did we're how all did like Carson that? Handle that. Oh, Carson's personality is cool. Like we just want the ball because we only get it five, six, a good game, ten times, and so you want to affect the game. That's that bothers guys when you feel like you can do more and you're not. It's interesting because Josh Allen came out and was like, "This is so overblown. This is a it's media not. story." It's not. How is it overblown when the coach you go to minicamp and they send you home? That's not overblown. You guys did this. Yeah, you went to minicamps. Can you ever remember somebody going to camp and then not showing up at practice the next day? Nah, <laughs> unless they're told not to. No, I mean guys get attitudes like that's. That's just what we do. Like, you get frustrated at times, but go home. You hadn't been there the whole offseason, and the day you come back, it's, nah, get out of here. Like, Mm -hmm. you're still dwelling on this after all these months? Get out. 
Oh, it's going to be a problem. Bills fans probably a little nervous watching that. Interesting. But Josh Allen is his personality is he can handle this. I will say that he can handle Are you it. Sure. Yeah. It's just a matter. He seems like su- like a nice kid. He is, but he's not a he's not a punk. No, no, not at all. But don't you have to be a bit of a punk to deal with a punk? No, you just got to be able to understand personalities and soothe his ego. He can do that. But will you do it to the point where now I'm forcing balls to him that should be going to Gabe Davis? That's the problem. Now the game is on the line and he didn't get as many targets as he wanted against the Bengals. Now I'm going to force this ball to him because I don't want him to be mad. You got to be careful with that. Huh. Interesting. Who was the biggest diva you ever played with? I guess probably Chad. When you say diva, like I, I it's almost well, if like it's like a, whining because they're not. That's the not. Ball. That's not whining. That's wanting to help. I mean, I could say myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chad was myself. Like we all want the ball. Huh. Like the receivers that have great reputations, Larry Fitzgerald. He wants the ball. But he never. He, he, yes, he's going to say something when the camera's not on him. Oh, yes, absolutely. Everybody wants the ball because you want to help the team win. Like that's just what it is. And so I don't call it a diva. I just call it wanting to win. Well, how, Antonio Brown, we can call him. But he feels like if I'm getting the ball, if I'm getting the ball, we win. And if I'm not, it's probably a problem. It's going to be a nip and tuck game. That's how we think. So when you're working out with these guys in the offseason, can you tell who's going to be one of those I need to get the ball guys? Honestly, to a certain degree. But we work out. We train a ton physically. But I try to talk to him about <laughs> the game within the game just so that you don't make the same mistakes that I made and other guys have made. Like, once they start talking about your personality over your production, mm. that's the beginning of the end. And so I don't want none of these guys that I deal with to have to go through that situation. So we'll train for a while, but we talk a lot about a lot of things outside of the game that pertain to the game. Um, last week we had uh, one, one of these websites put out a list of the top 10 receivers in the league. And it was a pretty solid list, but Debo Samuel was not on the list. And I made the argument to Colin, like, listen, uh, there's a lot of stat. Two years ago, uh, I think he led the uh, led all wide receivers in yards from scrimmage, yeah. yards per catch. Uh, I think he broke the most tackles among any wide receivers last year. And, and Colin gave me a lot of pushback. Like, Debo's not top 10. Um, I don't, where are you on a guy like Debo Samuel, who's not a traditional receiver? Debo's a football player. Like, would you say he's a top 10 receiver? No, but he's a top 10 football player in the league, offensive weapon. Like, he, he's not a guy that it's third and eight, one-on-one, you're saying, okay, we don't have to move him in motion. We don't have to put him in a tight split. We can leave him outside, and he's going to go get open. He, he may, but he's not doing that like Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase mm-hmm. type. But he's a hell of he's a hell of a football player. But the receivers, they're better than they've ever been. They're coming in better than they've ever been. It's so many good players. Um, it, it's tough. When you're outside, like Ayuk, nobody talks about Ayuk can play. He's on the same team as Debo. Yeah. No, Ayuk can good. play. Yeah. And, and so Calvin Ridley didn't play last year. He's not a top ten receiver. He'll be one this year. He's that that's good. You, you got bumped somebody out. Like he, scary he, Terry McLaurin's in there. Uh, Calvin Ridley is better than a lot of dudes that's in that top ten. Interesting. Who, uh, last last one. Who did you work with? Anybody this offseason that you, we should take a look at coming into uh, – Receivers? Rookies, yeah. Oh, it's no question. Michael Wilson. Arizona Cardinals. He don't have a quarterback <laughs> or, as of right now. But you're talking about get open? What, what, where at, what round did he go in? Third. Michael – so fantasy sure. flyer or no because they don't have a quarterback? I don't know how their quarterback situation is, but anybody that has trained with us this summer and all these quarterbacks that have seen them, they know. Nobody's stopping him one-on-one. Nobody? Wow. Nobody. How did he fall to the third round? Because he didn't. He went to Stanford. Um, he had an undrafted grade in December, just so you know. Undrafted grade. Um, injuries. Didn't oh. play a ton because of injuries. Um, and I'm biased, though. I am biased. I've trained him more than any kid that I've ever trained. Oh. And so, <laughs> well, um, I remember you were early. TJ, again, I'm, I'm one of those sponges. Like, anytime I see you, I'm asking you about guys. Um, and you had told me, keep an eye on, I think Chase Claypool was the guy. Yeah. And he comes in as a rookie with the Steelers. And, like, he didn't do a lot early. And then they started getting him involved. I was like, holy cow. Chase is a guy that he looks as if he, he's covered. Just got to give him a chance. That's Ben Roethlisberger's M.O. Oh, let me give my guy a chance. 
he may look covered, just storming the ball. He's going to make a play. That's Chase Claypool. And so he needs to be with a quarterback that I'm going to just give you an opportunity and you're going to make the most of it. And he's going to do that. Is Fields, can Fields do that? We'll find out. I mean, he, you need to do this in training camp. That's why Chase Claypool has to get off that physically unable to perform list so that they can develop this mm. in training camp and not during the season. Give him some 50-50 balls, and they're probably 70-30 to 30 when it's Chase. And they got D.J. Moore. Bears are kind of a surprise team, maybe. That division is a, a coin flip. Who, who you got winning the division? Go ahead, say it. Don't say <laughs> Detroit. Packers. Detroit, okay. Everybody yeah. likes Detroit, yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, T.J. Hushmanzada, amazing stuff. Uh, listen, this guy's got good. Michael Wilson, huh? Michael Wilson. He's yeah. cold. He's nice. All right, I'll Quick, take your word big, nice. Uh, and he's a great person. Great, good person. That matters a lot. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.